Hey, Phil. Welcome to the patio. Dude, it seems like it's been forever, man. Yeah, it does. Like, uh, I think uh, we spent some time, uh, the last show we recorded was at uh, your mom-in-law's house in the basement. It was, it Did was. Did a little gorilla set up there. Um, and now we are October 25th, early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's chilly. It's chilly. But we're out on the patio for our newest patio session. Newest patio session, yeah. I mean, it's been uh, it's been quite some time since we've uh, knocked down some content. So um, why don't you fill everybody in, Phil, on what you've been up to the last, what seems like three months or something. Yeah, I know. It's really only been a couple weeks. Uh, you know... So what I wanted to talk about today on this patio session was home renovations. It's something that you occasionally go through in life as a homeowner or a potential homeowner. And that's what I've been doing. That's where I've been spending my time for the last couple of weeks doing home renovations on my mother-in-law's. And watching Phil from afar, let's say, uh, on these home renovations, it makes me very thankful that I am a renter and it makes me very hesitant to ever become a home buyer. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't shy away from it. I, you know, I don't. I don't think home renovations are, you know, something that you need to always be concerned about when you're buying a home. But what the, some of the things that we ran into yeah. is that when you start to unravel something, when you start to take something away, yeah. and then you pull on that thread, a whole bunch of other stuff sometimes <laughs> just kind of comes crashing down. Yeah. <laughs> so initially, so uh, we bought, you know, we helped my mother-in-law buy her new house that's closer to us. I think I, we've talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, maybe 10, 15 minutes away. Yeah, yeah, instead of like an hour and a yeah. half. It's also nestled beautifully in the woods as it's well. It's a gorgeous house, beautiful property. Gorge, like yeah. an acre and a quarter. Yeah. Uh, really nice home for her. I think she's really going to be happy there. But when we purchased it, uh, we knew that we wanted to paint. So we go in and, you know, hire someone to come in and paint because... Yeah, time, no big deal. Like, no, no big deal. Pretty standard, right? Uh, and then saw, well, maybe some of the baseboards need some work. So yeah. So we got yeah. that done. Yeah. And then, well, maybe inside the closets need to get done. Of course. You got to fix the closets, I suppose? Uh-huh. Well, the baseboards in the closet weren't finished and then oh, okay. the door inside the closet wasn't finished. So we had to do that. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we're carrying on. Yeah. Bathroom doesn't have a fan. Uh-oh. So let's put one of those in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, molding. That's, that seems pretty simple, yeah, right? Molding just... in the bathroom wasn't done, so okay. let's do that. Yeah. Uh, so now it's starting to add up a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, a dishwasher that we thought was okay. No, got to take that out. Yeah. So I put in a new dishwasher. Yeah. How was that install? Like a dishwasher? Is it pretty straightforward? It's, I imagine you just take it out, put it in, whatever. Yeah, it's fairly straightforward. I mean, there's a little bit of electrical wiring, a little bit of plumbing, but okay. not hardcore. Okay. Uh, electrical is basically the same as like a light. Oh, okay. So you kind of have a ground wire, a hot wire, and a white wire. Uh, you know, so like it. for me, like if I was ever to do home renovations, when it gets to electrical, I would just stop because that's something that kind of freaks me out a bit. So like how much electrical work did you do? Did you hire a contractor to... So I decided to do the electrical myself. That's bold. <laughs> uh, so electrical meant uh, replacing all the ceiling lights. Uh, so there were seven of those. Uh, and, well, seven of those plus a chandelier plus three fans. So I guess like... 11 things on the ceiling uh, and just then, pulling that thread man well that's it uh and then uh because the previous owners smoked in the house oh yeah uh, i had the bright idea uh well not the bright idea but a bright idea to uh, replace all the electrical outlets okay everywhere in the house why were they just like they're yellow and gross yeah, yeah. Okay. and by electrical outlets i don't mean just the plate i mean unscrewing it from the wall and stripping it down to the wires and then putting in a new why did plug. you do that? Because Why? the plug was yellow. 
Ugh. Yeah. Oh, so you have a nice like white plate or whatever, and With then the you just got these yellow exactly. like uh, smoker's teeth or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so replace all of those throughout the house. Yeah. So each room had minimum of four, and then there was like eight in the kitchen. Oh, Living gosh. room had another, I think, six or seven. And then I did all the switches because you can't have nice white plugs <laughs> and not have nice light switches, right? So yeah. replaced all the light switches. Now, interesting, there's a little trick when you're doing switches and plugs that I knew and learnt and whatever. Okay, so I'm going to start with plugs. Okay. If you have a plug that is wired together, so typically this is the setup in the kitchen, so it allows you to have a 240 volt versus a 120 volt in the kitchen, so you can have like a kettle and, uh, let's say, a toaster plugged into the same plug. Okay. Right? Yeah. Not going to trip it. Load is good. Yeah. When you wire it, you're going to have six wires that okay. you're going to connect to the plug. Okay. And if you don't break a little bronze tab that's on the plug, you trip the breaker. And this drove me nuts. Oh, really? Oh, wow. It drove wow. me nuts. I did not know that. It's like a little needle in the haystack, it like is. quite literally. It yeah. really is. And it's like, we're talking like a two millimeter little b- bronze tab that you have to break off the plug for it to work or else you're tripping the breaker, the main breaker box. And this drove me nuts for like three days. I couldn't figure out what I had done wrong. <laughs> Finally figured it out. So, okay. So that's one thing. Second thing, three-way switches are different. So it's called a three-pole switch, different okay. than a single-pole switch. So okay. if you have one light that has two switches that can turn it on or off, yeah. you have to buy another switch. Okay. So you have to buy a three-pole switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular switch, you can buy them, pack of 10 for about 11 bucks. Yeah. Three-pole switch, called around, got pricing. It ranged from 470 to $7 a switch. Gee. And she had 15 in the house. Oh, my goodness. Like so, just an unexpected, crazy Unexpected, cost, right? yeah, exactly. Okay, so when we were there, um, you were just showing me around, pointing out all the various uh, jobs you were doing. And um, I want to ask you about the ceiling in the basement. Um, but first, he he mentioned that they were smokers in there, right? Yeah. And he showed me this, uh, it was like an air circulating system or yes. something like that. Yep. Um, and he, it was already opened and it was just dusk. Disgusting! Like yeah. it was just filled with tar, is discolored in so many different shades of beige and yellow and orange. Yeah, it was the grossest thing ever. And he's like, "Well, like we can maybe try." Like that was after cleaning it out, right? And you were thinking about keeping it, but like if you kept it, then the whole house would just continuously smell like cigarette smoke. And um, like your mother-in-law is a former smoker as well, so I can imagine that that would drive somebody yeah. crazy, right? Uh, so what we ended up doing on that is. Um, I actually tasked her to, mm. to clean out the core and the inside of it. And it required like... <laughs> you, you tasked your mother-in-law yeah, to scrub? Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, because I, I had had enough of trying to clean this thing. <laughs> wow. And uh, so she spent a few hours doing it, uh, got most of it out of the in, of the, okay. the actual unit. Yeah. Uh, and the core, because how it works is you have... It's, a, it's an air circulator that recoups heat. Okay. So basically there's a mix of fresh air from outside and a mix of the air that's in the house that gets recirculated through. Oh, okay. So, so it's like it, a high efficiency sort of deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the core of this thing is made of high density polyurethane plastic. Right. Yeah. And uh, things stick to it like tar, nicotine, dust, that kind of stuff. So how you clean it is you have to soak it in a soapy hot water solution. Oh, okay. And we have one at our house and I clean it every year 
I try to do it every six months. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like once a year. Yeah. And uh, once I, when I soak it and I take it out, it's nice and clean. Yeah. This one required four soaking sessions. Oh god. And I'm I'm and I'm saying like I put it in the basin full of hot water and Lysol. Yeah. Uh, cleaning them, and uh, the water was yellow. That's good. After <sighs> at, like after the third soaking, it was still coming out yellow. Uh, and then after the fourth, it was kind of cleaner. So God, you must have had to so go out for that. a cigarette after that, eh? Bro? No, I didn't want one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so so that took care of the kind of unit itself. Yeah, yeah. But then I started inspecting the wall plates. Yeah. Uh, so this air kind of circulates through pipes through hvhc pipes and then it goes into various rooms yeah like grates and stuff. And then like there's that, right? exactly yeah. there's what they call like uh, whisper hoods okay, that are yeah. in on the wall yeah those were disgusting yeah so uh, I, I took those off we cleaned those and i replaced one and then we washed inside the tube as far as we could but, you know part of the inspection is going to see outside looking yeah. at the actual vents that are uh, oh god there's outside. more <laughs> so so the exhaust vent uh, that's pushing the air that you want out of the house was yeah. fine. It was yeah, working great. Yeah. The intake vent wasn't an intake vent. It was an exhaust vent. So the panels on the outside were being sucked in. There was no fresh air coming into the house. Uh, so it was like a, like a hot box of nicotine. Yes. That's disgusting, yeah. bro. So I replaced that with an intake vent instead. Yeah. Uh, and previously it wasn't cocked on the outside, so oh, I had to do a of little... Of course. Yeah, well, of course up. it wasn't. Um, that's now, crazy. So, like... You talked about the ceiling in the basement. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, we, when I went to go put in the washer-dryer, we noticed that the dryer vent that was sticking out of the floor in the drying area didn't look too good. Yeah. So, we wanted to replace it. Yeah. Now... What that entails is redoing the entire dryer vent. <laughs> Chapter so six. You start, yeah, you start to poke around. And I noticed very quickly that running throughout the entire house, so from the outside all the way to the inside, was the cheap aluminum collapsible dryer vent. Okay. The one that you're supposed to use maximum like one or two feet oh, to it's connect your like dryer to the rigid. They there used it no as rigid. a main ducking system or It was whatever. the main ducking system. Wow. That's insane. That's got to come out. Yeah, yeah. So that was... 17 feet of that garbage full of lint and crap and it was not pretty and that was, that, a dirty was in, job. that was in the ceiling of the basement right Is yes that right and now, then but the describe the panels of the <laughs> right so the ceiling in the basement so this is where i'm saying where you start to poke around you pull a thread right yeah, yeah. so you think okay replace the dryer vent not a big deal right the floating so the drop ceiling that they had in the basement wasn't actually a drop ceiling. What they had done was taken the panels for a drop ceiling, screwed it onto the floor joists, and then put some sort of crappy two by, like one by crown. Yeah, it wasn't even, if it was crown, it would have been nice. It was this crappy pine that they had painted. None of it was straight. It was all cut in different ways. Like one and a half inch thick, like long strips Uh, of it. it It was awful. It was awful. And like, as soon as I walked down, you're like, oh, and there's an issue with the ceiling. I'm like, dude, what the hell? And I just started poking them because they, it looks like um, in your elementary school where you have those sort of like foamy sort of panels in the ceiling. So if an earthquake happens, you don't, well, I mean, that's from, because I'm from BC, but anyway, um, he was showing me that. And then, um, uh, and as you're walking through the house, you're just pointing out these little details. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And like, 
some of it was like you have to be like a fill to like notice these particulars but a lot of it is like striking me who doesn't notice a lot of things i'm like what were they thinking yeah yeah so i tore down so first i put in a rigid duct for the dryer right. so i ran it ended up being like 17 18 feet yeah. with like six elbows to get it outside yeah ran the rigid duct work uh, and then we decided to replace the ceiling with you a proper to. drop ceiling. So I yeah. ripped it all out. Uh, and so there's a pile of rubble. Yeah. I yeah. can't explain it any other way. This, yeah. this stuff just fell apart. Yeah. I'll um, get you to tell the people how you're going to repurpose it, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe in another episode. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so all said and done the house, you know, basically what we did is we took away the layer of stuff that the previous owners had added incorrectly yeah. and redid it correctly. Yeah. And now some of the work I did myself, some of it we contracted out, yeah. uh, but I'm much more comfortable doing it right the first time right. than having to do what they did. So there is sure. lost time, lost effort, lost materials with the way they did it. So my message to anyone who is a homeowner, anyone who wants to undertake these sorts of things, don't cut corners short. For sure. Spend the extra little bit of money get it done right or do it yourself right. Totally. Uh, and, and if you don't know how to do it, then find somebody like a contractor um, that you can bring in to bring it, do the more complicated things. I know in a, we'll do a future episode. I got a few friends who are in the trades. Uh, one guy in particular who's an electrician. So I think it'd be really fun to have him on. This is a yeah. good excuse. You sure. know, um, there's a lot of electricity that I will not touch. Like I won't touch yeah. the breaker panel. I won't install a hot water tank. I yeah. won't hook up big things. The, the small things, switches, lights, that kind of stuff, I'll do. Yeah. I called in an electrician to install the bathroom vent fan. Right. So yeah. brought him in, and it was a good thing I did. The house is a prefab house. My last little tidbit of information For about sure. this project. The house is a pre uh, prefab house, which means it was built in a climate-controlled uh, factory, basically. Very good, very high-quality Structurally, it is perfect. Yeah, he was explaining that to me. Um, prefab sounds crappy, like, honestly, but he was describing the process. I'm like, oh, that's something to think about. Yeah, yeah. no, prefabs now sure. are really well done. Yeah. Uh, but what it entails is that it is metal uh, studded. So okay. there, there aren't uh, wood studs the same way that you would have in a house that's built on site. Oh, okay. Uh, you have wood strapping yeah. uh, that is somehow attached to these metal studs so that you can put on your drywall your, okay your rock. yeah yeah uh but it's not wood studded uh yeah throughout. yeah it's got like a metal base in the stud base now what that yeah. no what that means is yeah. that all the uh, electrical boxes for plugs or for switches are installed in factory right okay. and they're installed in a way onto these metal studs yeah so when you call an electrician in to install something like a fan and you want to have another switch installed they have to move the box but there are no wooded studs. So he had to cut a hole in the drywall and fashion in a wood stud so that he could reattach my oh, switch box. Wow. So, you know, this means that the electrician is there for two, three hours, something like that. I got a good rate on it. So we only paid like 120 bucks for wow. two, three hours of electrician Jeez, work, man, which that's is crazy. amazing. Yeah, that's an amazing um, deal. <laughs> but all said and done, you know, uh, we were able to redo basically the entire house, uh, the finishings on the entire mm -hmm. house uh, for under 10,000. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, c considering like I've seen the work you have been doing there, um, that's quite impressive number. Yeah, yeah for sure. Cool, anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, home just, renovations. <laughs> just goes to show you, you can't learn it all from watching the home buying shows and the flip that house and all that sort of stuff. You can't, but uh, if I did have one recommendation for one of those shows, it would be Homes. Homes on Homes. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, I think the same. 
he's a common sense kind of guy, right? Yeah, do it right, sure. do it the first time. If you don't know, call someone in. Uh, don't cut corners, uh, no bullshit. If you find a problem, just remove it. Don't try to patch it over. Don't try to just strip it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Thanks, Phil. That's uh, really informative. Yeah, well, thanks for letting me talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. If you enjoyed what you listened to, if you want to hear Matt and I talk longer about more things, more interesting things in home renovations, you can check out our full episodes at thesim.podbean.com. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, we're on the internet, everywhere. We are on Twitter at the underscore SIM underscore POD. We have a Facebook page at the SimPod, and you can email us anytime you want at semiintellectual at gmail.com. And we will be releasing more patio sessions even throughout the winter. I think we're going to call them snowbank sessions. Yeah, for sure. Igloo sessions. From the snowbank, something like that. (laughs) Anyway, here's some music to send you all out. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.